You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We have done a great job of building uh, an, an amazing culture. I have to say, um, when I worked in corporate America, I was number one in major accounts, national accounts for Sprint. I remember I was the number one salesperson for the company. And every day I walked in to my boss's office when he called me in, I was always concerned if I'd be losing my job. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another great episode of The Deal Board Podcast. And we have a great episode today. Because Jessica and I have been talking about this. We recently got home from our expo. We had over a thousand people there. And even though we got together and we're so excited about the future, it just feels like everybody's still in slow motion. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things that are still in slow motion, but then there's also so many opportunities out there and so much business out there. Like we are just recapping in our businesses, how busy we are and how much um, leads that we have coming in. And you're seeing that too, in so many different industries. So today we really want to just talk about like, how can you push the pedal to the metal? If you're a business owner right now, or if you're a buyer thinking about becoming a business owner and take advantage of the environment that we're living in today. Yeah, we're, I, I think we're in a great environment. I mean, so many people listen. We talked about when you moved to Florida and you kind of have like that New York attitude. We both did that. So yes. <laughs> we know what it's like. And we feel like everything was moving in slow motion and we were really eager to work. And so you could really stand out and shine. Well, I think that opportunity is here again. I mean, here we are. We're 12, 15 months into after people were self-isolating for a year and everybody's still working at home in their pajamas, there was just an article, uh, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal this morning, basically saying CEOs want you back at work. And, and they're looking for those type of people. So, you know, listen, people, I know plenty of people that still don't want to wake up. They don't want to shower. They don't want to, you know, groom their face anymore. And they're just kind of lying on the sidelines. This is an opportunity for everyone to take advantage of that. 
Yeah. And these are your competitors, right? So these are people you're competing against, whether it's for business in your industry or you're competing against to win a deal or win a sales deal. So there's a lot and the economy is booming. There's still plenty of money on the streets and there, I mean, job opportunities. We haven't even, that's not really the topic of our podcast, but oh my God, there's so many job opportunities right now. Businesses are having a hard time hiring, right? And the wages just keep going up and up. And then there's still all the resources that have been put in place since last year that you can take advantage of to help accelerate this opportunity. Yeah, we were just talking about some of the credits that are still out there, some of the grant programs that are out there. There are still, um, and with all those people not having the ability to fill the positions they need, guess what they're doing? They're looking to outsource. So there's opportunities either to start a business or buy a business and expand it, or become your own business. And we just think this is an insane opportunity. So we have some points that we want to go over. And uh, Jessica, you want to start with the first one? Yeah. So first are some tips for if you're launching right now, or you just want to, you know, put more gas in the fire. First is try new things. So, you know, I think anytime the world shifts or changes or an industry shifts or changes, it's a great time to experiment and explore new things like new business ideas. And you can even tailor this into new jobs too. But I mean, this could also mean you could look at maybe expanding your business through acquisition, but just trying something new and different before new marketing opportunities. I mean, the, the maze, the, the tech that's improved in the last 18 months has been incredible, right? So there's a way to do something that you want to accomplish, right? It's just trying to find that experiment, that new way of thinking, that new way of doing to expand your business or expand your career. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways to try new things these days, whether it be Zoom, like you said, whether it would be uh, going on social media and trying a new product, or like you said, taking on a new job or learning a new skill. Uh, you could go to YouTube these days. You could go to, you could take courses online. My daughter's taking a course at Duke University for coding. Yep. And the first first few are free or whatever, but what an amazing opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And like I mentioned, if you are a business owner, you could try growing through acquisition. There's tons of businesses coming to the market right now. It might've been something you're a little wary of in the past, but there's acquisitions in all shapes and sizes and price points. Like we said, there's still money on the street. So you can dip your toe in the water, even with a small deal. Yeah. We think it's just an an amazing opportunity time to do that. And so the second tip we have for you is you can really differentiate differentiate yourself by working hard. I mean, just being a hard worker means that you're a doer, you're a problem solver, you're someone who is willing to roll up their sleeves. And boy, if you do that, you're going to stand out today, right? Yeah. And look, I think we all took a little bit of a pause through the pandemic, some more so than others and some needed to for safety reasons. Right. But I I think now is, is really where you're seeing some opportunities because not everybody has this mentality and and working hard. Doesn't mean grinding yourself into the ground. It just means, you know, showing up every day, being of service to your clients, referral partners, things like that, getting back to people, being a professional. And that kind of ties into some of the other tips we're going to give, but 
you know, what is the, what's the quote is like, you know, I, I like, I get more luck the harder I work or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, the harder and, you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. The harder the you work, the luckier you get. I don't think anything is more true in life. Yeah, no, I, this is an opportune time to shine in the workplace, uh, getting jobs done. Just think of the construction work. We both are uh, working, having things done at our house. Boy, if you just show up when you say you're going to show up and get things done on time, on budget, and you work hard, you're going to get so many referrals, you could really grow your business. Yeah, and that's pretty easy table stakes, right, right now. So um, the next tip, number three, is get face-to-face. And look, look, we're recording this and we know that there's a Delta variant surging and everything too. So obviously we want everybody to be safe and healthy. But, you know, we've been so reliant on video like this, on texting, on email. And, and there is a huge desire for people to get back to face-to-face. And we haven't seen that go away just because we were hit with a pandemic And there's so many opportunities that if you're willing to get face-to-face with clients, with prospects, at conferences, there's a lot of opportunity that's on the table right now because not everyone is willing to take that step. Yeah. Can you imagine wanting to land a certain business as your new customer or wanting to land that new job? Guess what? If you show up to a business these days and knock on the door... The, first of all, the owner is probably going to be there, right? you know, and, and maybe even less, less people minding the front desk than usual. So you could probably get a quick meeting, just mm-hmm. show up. I mean, show up, you'll be the only one showing up. And, and yes, of course you can be safe. Everybody wear masks, whatever it is, social distance rules. But if you, we've all learned how to have safe meetings by now. Even with things going on, you can meet outside, you can go for a walk. I mean, that's how you stand out these days. And so when you do show up, the next tip is know your stuff. Mm. And these days, you could do research on just about anything. And you can find out about your customer. You know, every time we're at dinner, we're like, how old is that person? You could Google it. I mean, really could find out anything these days, right? Yeah. I mean, look, whenever we have prospect calls, I had one this morning and we were connected through Facebook, actually social media. And I looked at her Facebook uh, profile, looked at her activity on the group we were part of. So I could see, you know, what is her business needs at this point? You could do a lot of research, not just on people, but on industries and on skills before you walk in the door. I mean, Andy, you already uh, mentioned all of the online courses that are available. I mean, we have a great podcast, but there's millions of other podcasts too, right? Where you can be improving your skills and improving your knowledge in a certain area. So, and it's easier than ever. You can do it on the way to work, listening in your car. Um, pretty easy to Google somebody right now or pull them up on social media. It, it, there's no excuse, I think, at this point. No, there's no excuse. I mean, it kind of drives me a little nuts when people come to visit me, especially someone trying to sell me something and they know nothing about my company. It's like, it's like, really, you know, nothing you didn't, you didn't at least Google us. So, you know, I appreciate when someone comes through the door and, and, and you should have three questions, right? You should have three really good questions for that person. You know, if if someone would walk through the door and said, Hey, I see trans worlds in Australia. I see they're in the UK. How did you go overseas? 
you know, and number two, I say, and people do this to me and, and, you know, I get, I like it. Like people say, I see you have this annual pasta dinner. Tell me about that. I mean, so it's pretty easy to find someone's social media footprint and say, Hey, I see we know someone similar and that's easy to do on LinkedIn. Although people do see when you check them out on LinkedIn, but that's okay too. Right. That's fine. I think that's good. I, I actually like it. It's easier to connect with that person too. But but like you said, on social media too, you can find out what's important to that person, right? If they look you up on social media, they'll they'll know about the pasta dinner, right? If they look right. up me on social media, they'll know that I'll drop everything to go to a Springsteen concert. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's pretty simple to find. And those are that that rapport building that we know is so important in sales. You just you get a head start nowadays. You don't have to build that rapport after you walk in the door. Right. Right. Which brings us yep. walking to the door. Yeah, walking to the door. So the next, I mean, the next tip is timing is everything. And right now there's easier opportunity or there's there's more opportunities than ever that we've talked about and it's easier to find. But this might not be the last time this happens, right? So these are good skill sets and good tips and tricks for a long-term career, long-term business plan. But it also might not last like right now, right? Everyone is still in kind of this, I guess you could call it hangover from what we've just gone yeah. through. And, and this could be a short-term opportunity, especially like, let's be honest, once the new year turns, everyone sets their new year's resolutions. I think, you know, change of career or promotion is like number two or three resolution every year. So we hit the turn of the calendar, January, we could have most of the workforce hitting back um, into the ground and, and running pretty hard. And that, that lull in competition might not be there anymore. Yeah, timing's everything. Uh, and we talked about the tight job market, being able to get the career of your choice or being able to get in the door to, to help a business owner. I mean, if you, if you, uh, for example, uh, it's kitchen help. Well, if you were a traveling chef or something like that, or you had a, 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 a catering company and you're not doing a lot of events right now, and you told a you told a a restaurant that you could do some of their pre cooking for them, or you could do some of their sous chef. I mean, timing's everything. You could get in the door to so many places right now. So, uh, I, I think that's a huge tip that you have a window of opportunity, and we're just telling you that you should really take it. Yeah, and think about it too. If from a if you're running a business, we mentioned construction and trades, like they're really backed up right now with wait lists of clients. Um, we're trying to hire, I was just telling Andy, a commercial cleaner for our, our new office space. And, you know, everyone's on a wait list. If you're able to figure out how to serve those customers that are waiting right now, think about the market share you can capture. And maybe, and maybe that's another opportunity for growing through acquisition, acquiring a customer that does have talent and they do have people that can help service this onslaught of customers that are heading your way. Yeah, there's a lot of aging baby boomers right now that are kind of stuck in their business. And if you have the ability to go in and leverage them. They might not have a big sales uh, presence right now and going out and they have bandwidth. So be able to get in there. Time is everything. Get yep. in there, right? Yeah. So what's next? Well, what's next is, the, I, I think this is a great opportunity. Again, um, you know, I just seem to be, I seem to be really accessible these days uh, via cell phone and via email. I have a little bit more bandwidth than I used to have. And so people have sought me out for advice and on how to do deals or how to, you know, continue their career. So I think this is an opportune time to seek out the performers in your industry or your desired industry and 
just ask them questions and be able to talk to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is an increase in bandwidth. There's an increase in responsiveness, right? Because we've all learned how to be more efficient with these tools we've been using. And I also, I, I think I get the general census that most people, like we can, we can generalize, we can't say everybody, but most people really have, have more of a service added attitude or want to help, right? So the answer to, Hey, can I, you know, the, the question that everybody asks is, Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I grab you for five minutes? You get so many more yeses right now for some reason. And that's another, same thing. This may be a short-term opportunity. And if there's a mentor you've wanted to connect with or an expert that you've just been hesitating to reach out to, um, you know, I, I got one actually from our podcast today and just said, Hey, can you help me pick legal counsel? Sure. I'll hop on the phone with you for five minutes. And, and like you said before, Andy, before I might've been in back-to-back face-to-face meetings or on a plane, and that might not have happened, but could be a short-term opportunity and a a great um, time to take advantage of those people that are accessible and can help move your career and business forward. Yeah. And I think even your competitors might be willing to talk more than they used to. They might be so busy. They don't want more work. And we've seen that in our industry. You've seen that realtors, you know, you wonder if you went up to a realtor who was super busy and said, and you are a young person say, hey, could I pick your brain for five minutes about how you became successful? You know, back when you couldn't get listings or you could, well, it's hard to get listings now, but when you couldn't make money, they might've said no. But now they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm not threatened by you and they'll sit down with you. So I think it's a great time to do that. Yeah. So moving on to our next tip is being consistent and persistent. So and this kind of goes back to like the hard work conversation, right? But many people fail to start or even more so complete what they start. So if you're just, you follow up and you're persistent, just have that professional attitude, you can really make anything happen. And this is again, like we were talking about with the working hard, like showing up on time and stuff. This is just table stakes. Like just follow through on what you plan to do, what you say you're going to do, and just have a consistent habit that's designed to make you successful will really help in this environment. Yeah. I think a lot of times people fail in things that they pursue because they don't stick with it. And Mm -hmm. so I think you have to, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, I'm pretty good at that kind of thing. I, you know, I play guitar and that's something you have to be consistent with forever to learn to be good at. And, you know, even I've fallen off of that and I've taken some lessons recently, but if you want to tackle a project like writing a book or 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 taking yourself, it, it it takes time and you can't get dejected when you walk away from it for two weeks. But if you're consistent and persistent and you make it, um, you know, something that you want to do, I think you can accomplish anything. Yeah. Well, and we deal a lot in sales too, right? In our, in our industry. And you brought up like going up and knocking on doors, right? And that's something a lot of salespeople are scared to do, like introducing themselves to business owners. And yes, you get some no's, you get some nasty people, but over time you build these relationships and those relationships don't always work out to wins short-term, like right away. But if you're consistent with that, you know, one year down the road, two years down the road, three years down the road. Like we've, you know, we've got one of the top brokers in the country in our office. That's how he built his practice, but he was consistent in meeting and developing those relationships over time. And listen, that kind of leads me to my next, uh, our next goal or our next 
tip is you have to communicate all this stuff. Like, so if you want to improve your communication skills, this is a great time to do that. But you want to communicate your goals to these people. You may only have a short time to explain what you want to people. So I, you know, these days I think people love getting it straight. People don't want to late waste a lot of time. We're in an age where, you know, TikTok videos are three minutes and YouTube shorts are a minute. And, you know, social media posts can't be longer than three lines because nobody reads them. So you want to get right down to the, you know, brass tacks when you meet with people. Yeah. It's almost like East Coasters took over the world, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we've always New communicated. New York Minute, right? Yeah, yeah. But but it is just clearly state what you're asking for. And also like, I think it's helpful to be specific, right? It's, it's really, and I, I talk about this with my team and our marketing messages. It's really hard for somebody to help you accomplish a goal if it's very generic, right? But if you're very specific in your ask or your direction or what you're trying to accomplish, it's easier for the person sitting across from you to search like in their brain of how can they help? So don't be afraid to like really specify what your goal or what you're trying to accomplish is in any particular conversation. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Which brings us kind of our last tip, right? Which is be strategic. So know what your goals actually are and write them down. You know, what work, work on what matters most and what's going to move you, like what action is going to move you towards that goal each and every day and prioritize those uh, efforts over everything else. So, you know, we've heard the urgent over the important, the urgent is the stuff, the emails, all the deluge that comes out at you every day. But your important is those little metrics that you work on, the consistency, the persistency that's going to move you towards those goals. Yeah, we've had goal setting podcasts. If you want to go back and listen to JT Tatum talk about goal setting, we've done that, I think, two with them almost every year, right after the new year, talking about goal setting. But one of the things about goal setting is you really shouldn't do it once a year because the world changes quickly. And just realize when the world is in its greatest state of flux, when we're seeing, we, I think we said this at the beginning of the pandemic, how many people are going to become multimillionaires because of the pandemic, because they pivoted right, because they seized opportunity, because they launched a new product. And now we're seeing the fruits of that, right? How many sellers have we had? Our average size deal has gone up almost 50% yeah. in the last year. And we're seeing that because the businesses that hung around, that pivoted, did excellent. Yeah, and, yeah. And and we, I mean, you see it, you see it at a macro level, right? We talk about how much money Amazon or Jeff Bezos has made, right? But that's actually, it's an indicator of how much opportunity there has been created in the world. And that is also available to small business owners. So if, if you put these tips into practice, if you, you know, try out some new things, you're consistent, you know what your goals are and you are, I agree with you, Andy, you're able to adapt to what's going on in the current environment. And sometimes look at, you know, the environment that we're in is I think adaptability is probably the number one quality you have to have as an entrepreneur right now, because it's still changing daily. But if you look at that as a positive and something that is creating more opportunities for your business and yourself and not get kind of just 
transfixed onto the negative aspects of it, you're really going to be able to take advantage of everything that's going on. Yeah, I, I, I think, first of all, people are very tolerant of failure right now, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, people are, you know, failing, companies are failing, and 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 we're being trying to be tolerant of people that have late deliveries and stuff. So don't worry about failure or rejection, because I don't think there's a ton of that going on right now. My daughter is doing her first comedy night tonight, and I'm like, break a leg, don't worry about it, have fun, because... No one's going to make fun of you for trying anything new these days. So after 2020, I mean, listen, I think anything goes. And people are, I'm looking on this as a very positive time of transformation. And I think it can be for you, your business, pivoting to buying a business, deciding you're going to franchise your business. There's such opportunity out there. Yeah. And so think about this too, is like, how can you bring this mindset, not just to yourself and and your business, but also your team and build really a culture that's seeking opportunity and seeking change. And Andy, we've got actually somebody that's going to talk about building a great culture following our, our intro today, right? Yes, we do. We have my friend, uh, Kim Swears and her husband, Randy, have built an amazing company called FB Marine. And they, uh, she is online as the boat boss. She is a dynamic leader, entrepreneur, thought leader. She's very creative. And my interview with her is just talking about that company culture, all the things that she's doing within her company to set it apart to mentor people in our organization, to be able to keep employees for a long time. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great interview. You could catch her online as the boat boss again, but uh, we got an exclusive with interview with her and uh, it's worth the listen. Yeah. So I hope these tips were very helpful for you. Got you thinking about, you know, what is the next, we're sitting in August right now. Like what's the next few months look like for 2021? And how can I really take advantage of this time? And how can I bring this back to my team and build a culture that's loyal to my company, but also is helping chase these opportunities as well. And then as always, we still have our listing of the week and deal of the week to go over to. Yeah, it's a great episode. So stick it out, listen up. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, welcome everybody back to the deal board. And we have a special guest. No, it's not just the blimp behind her. <laughs> we have, right, perfect. We have Kim Swears from FB Marine Group. She is the managing partner, majority shareholder. She is also a media tycoon herself. Like we are, she is the boat boss. And uh, she has her own pod- podcast and, and show uh, on YouTube. And uh, I'm sure going to be blowing up elsewhere. But uh, she is an incredible entrepreneur, very involved in the community. I know Kim for a long time. And we wanted to bring her on to talk about 
culture today because she's an, a, a big thinker, amazing thinker. But, you know, we always love entrepreneur stories, Kim. So why don't you first give us a little bit of how you got started and how, how you built FB to where it is today. Well, thanks for having me, Andy. It's always, you know, exciting when we talk, you and I can go on and on about business. So I appreciate you inviting me on your show to talk about me. I love it. Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? <laughs> so basically, I guess, right. So, so how it all started was, um, you know, I, was, I come from corporate America. And uh, I will save you a long story, but I was a stockbroker and then I ended up going into national accounts selling for Sprint. So I sold data networks, built data networks for a lot of companies in South Florida, connecting them from, uh, from South Florida to Mexico and South America to Europe. So I'm a techie at heart. I love technology. It's, it, it's what puts my feet on the floor every morning, gets me out of bed. And now it's like the hottest, latest thing. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And so I met uh, my current uh, business partner and husband. He was my boyfriend back then. Check out that boat going by. So cool. So yeah, so I met Randy in 1999 and um, was working for, for Sprint. And then from there, I was at IFX, another company, and I met Randy and senior vice president of sales and marketing and met this great guy that had a boat business, uh, a very small uh, brokerage house. And he just really sold, bought and sold boats here and there and did some consignment work. And, you know, after watching him for a little bit of time, I realized there was a lot of profit in buying, refitting, repowering, renovating, whatever you want to call it, boats. The margins were better. I, I love to crunch numbers. It's what I do. It's what, you know, is my juice. And so I said, okay, if I become an investor in your company, we could, um, I could become really like your floor plan, if you will. And I, an investor, and we've started buying and selling our own boats. So we went from a brokerage house, which used to be called Florida Powerboat Brokerage. And I changed the name to fastboats.com. Fastboats became our name. That was a big name back then. Um, and we became a, a car dealer, if you will. Same concept, uh, buying and selling, new, pre-owned. We had consignment. Then we, uh, in 2008, when 2008 hit, I decided to make us a service company because I love hedge. You know, for me, it's not all about the plan A. You always have to have a little bit of a plan B. So I decided to create a service company because when sales are great and, and then when they're not, the service department really carried us through some really you know, challenging times financially. So it's, it was a great thing. It, it's been a great addition to our product and service portfolio because service is where the retention happens. It's where clients stick with your dealership. They buy a boat from you and they stay there. And so um, I really grew that part of the business for Randy's dealership. And now we do pretty much it all. We do financing, we do um, registration, we do charter, we do yacht management, parts, service, sales, you name it, we do it. So that's my story. I've been, uh, been here for 20 years with Epi Marine Group, 21 years, but they've been in business since 1994. So almost 28 years now. Wow. That's that's amazing. That's basically as long as I've been in my business. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but don't tell anyone, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look older than you, so and, you know. So uh, it's great, and I know one of your big things, and uh, we get involved in nonprofit and you know building those communities as well. And you've built a community at FB yeah. Marine, and talk about culture. And uh, you know, I just want to hear your thoughts on what does it take to build a good culture in a company and give us some examples of what you yeah. do. 
Well, you know, to build a successful company, and we've been in business for 28 years now. And so in order to, to really have that longevity, it's not just about good ideas and a strategy, a good strategy. It's about a good culture. And we have done a great job of building uh, an, an amazing culture. I have to say, um, when I worked in corporate America, I was number one in major accounts, national accounts for Sprint. I remember I was the number one salesperson for the company. And every day I walked in to my boss's office when he called me in, I was always concerned if I'd be losing my job. And I always, you know, it was, it was a weird, weird thing I always put in my head, but you're always as good as your last sale. You always start every month at zero. And so I never felt 100% comfortable when I, he would call me in. And so I said to myself, if I ever own my own business, I want a culture where people feel safe. And that is exactly what I did when I started with Randy's company and then started the operations. I made it a point to have an open door policy and have a culture where people feel safe. They feel safe about making recommendations. And if they mess up, that's okay. You can still grow in a company that, that you make mistakes in. And that's the type of culture that we have. We've won an amazing award. I remember back like a few years ago, I was at a, um, an industry event, the top 100 dealers in, in all of America. There's about 4,000 dealers. And I was sitting at you know the awards ceremony. I had one too many cocktails, which I don't drink that much. So if I have two, it's a little too much. But, you know, so I was sitting there and they're like, FB Marine Group. That you know, it was we we won best place to work in the marine industry, and I was like, I was like me, you know us. And so I stood up and I did my acceptance speech, and I never speak in public if I drink because you know it doesn't really work out too well. <laughs> but it came out great, and because I spoke from the heart, and um, so that's you know we we're proud of all the awards we've won, and we've done it just by acting, being um, empathetic, you know, just acting like you know, hey, if I was in their shoes. How would I want to be treated? And the same goes for our clients too. And we have a great culture internally and externally. And if our internal customer, which is our employee, which we talk, which we call team members, if they're happy, our external customer is going to be even happier. So that's our that's our strategy. It's a great strategy. And it's funny you say that, you know, we all learned lessons of what not to do in our businesses from our own yes. previous experiences. Yes. I was with a company and their big thing was everything was a secret and it just mm. drove me nuts. And I'm like, you know, when yeah. I have my own company, nothing's yeah. secret. And we, and we talked so about true. that I think last time. Yeah, we no, down. we did. They were very transparent. You know, we share uh, department financials with all of our, you know, department leaders, our managers, they are aware of where they're at at every day. If they want to go into um, you know, our system, they can. And why hide it? You know, it's for them. They need to see how they're doing. You can't drive a car blindfolded. You can't drive a car looking in the rear of your mirror. You need to look ahead. And so we're always having strategy meetings. You know, like the other night we had an issue and I, you know, it was like eight o'clock at night and my three top, you know, rights at the business, they got on a call and we just, you know, hashed it out and it was 10 minutes. And, and that's the type of, you know, culture that we have, you know, training is very important to us. I have to say, so you know, a lot of people in our business started out as like a, 
you know, technician, they moved into a manager position. And I have one gentleman that's now a service operations manager. And so training so important. If I can give any word of advice is get your people into training. And it's just, you know, there's so much training out there. Now you can even do, you know, YouTube. We do so much of that. We do, you know, Steve Newberg and his family has been a great, you know, influence on our business. They do our um, in-house uh, training on site. There's so much stuff like that. So training has allowed a lot of people to feel comfortable about their growth. And then that has turned into their professional growth. And if they feel good enough about themselves, and then my people's are, they make decisions now, but they don't need to ask me about. And that was a big thing when I started looking around and realizing decisions were being made without me, and they were the right decisions that I knew I had succeeded as a, as, as a good leader. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I try to give people the tools to succeed and then step out of their way. And right. you're right. Let them make mistakes. It's okay yeah. to make the mistake. You, you need to make them feel good about that. You know, we were also talking the other day, which I thought was important, that this does go down to the customer, right? You were talking mm -hmm. about that the other day that you could do, and you're working on these mega yachts, you're working on these fast yeah. boats, you service a boat, and then, you know, one last person puts a greasy, you know, footprint, yes, 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 and it yes. just ruins uh -huh. everything. So, yeah. you know, you, you talk about how training is so important. Mm -hmm. That is called what we call the 90-10 rule at FB Marine Group. And it's something that my business partner and my husband came up with because I, uh, I was having an executive meeting and then we had our sales meeting afterwards. And we were talking about how one client, we did everything right. You know, we're doing so everything was just methodical. And then that 10% where we had some greasy footprints on the boat. And that's the one thing that the client remembered. And then on the next, you know, the next time that happened, we had um, like the head wasn't cleaned. And so the wife, you know, picked up the toilet seat and there was, you know, toilet and there was, you know, an unclean toilet and the stuff like that, that we kept seeing a pattern. And so we trained all of our people about quality control. So everyone is responsible for quality control at FB Marine Group. And, you know, that 90-10 rule is so important because you could do so much right, but it's that 10% that that client remembers and that's what they're going to tell their friends. And that's what they might put a review on social. So everyone is a brand ambassador. Everyone is business development. Everyone is quality control from the top to the bottom. And that's, uh, that's you know, it's our secret to our success. Wow, that's great. A great story. And I know you're super successful right now because we're coming out of the COVID crisis. The marine industry obviously enjoyed uh, mm -hmm. good times after the initial yeah. COVID yeah. crisis kind of passed and then people wanted to get outside. So talk to me a little bit about how business is and what do you think it's like going into the future? Well, business, it was an interesting year. It was, you know, we were coming into it having in uh, 2020, all dealerships were having a great year, the best year yet. And then March hit and then sort of just stopped, like all businesses. What made us different, I have to say, that which kept our doors open was that we we're an essential service provider for, for a lot of the government agencies, government agencies. So if you're an essential business, you're allowed to stay open. And we were deemed a government service provider. We had contracts in hand. So we were allowed to stay open. And I have to say, back to that hedging that I talked about, you know, you can have all the sales in the world, but if you don't, when the sales stop, you know, service became our bread and butter. And so we uh, 
our techs went out and our admin team went home. They worked out of their house and our techs hit the road and we did really well. Service just, you know, just boomed. You know, our techs were a little tired. So we gave them some extra love and some extra, you know, care and money and, and bonus them for this time. But our clients loved it. They loved the fact that they could um, get out on the water. Boating be equaled freedom back then and it still does. And so boating has become, I think America has fallen in love with boating again, which is good if it's what I love, so why not everyone else should love it? So a lot of people just got outdoors and all of a sudden we saw this spike in boat sales. And so boat sales are up about 40, 50%. I know companies like Marine Max were operating at 70% above you know, year over year. It's just absolutely crazy what some of these companies are doing. We're doing very well as well, but the boat business took off and has not looked back. So there's been a few challenges with our industry. You know, now we're, now we're out of boats. So all these dealerships that have brand new boats are out of boats. And now the manufacturers are challenged with a few things. I don't know if you've heard, Andy, about you know the resin shortage that happened um, because of a fire in the Taiwan factory that they had there. And then we had a freeze in, in Texas. And that freeze caused you know the resin at the factory, all the pipes to just freeze up. And so th that plant was shut down. So they make up about 60% of the product out there. So those two together cause really uh, a perfect storm in our industry coupled with the motor shortage. <laughs> so it's been, you know, you've got resin, you've got, you know, motor shortage, boat shortage, but the manufacturers I think are finally uh, back on track. Products are coming in, you know, motors are, you're starting to see more motors and more in the resin shortage, not so bad. So we're very optimistic on how this industry is going to uh, survive and sustain itself. I know. I think boating is here for absolutely for good. People have fallen in love with it. They see it. They love it. And we're excited about the future. That's great. And so I'll give you, uh, just as we wrap this up, yeah, I, I know one of both of our favorite things to do is give back to the community. So yeah. Yeah. give me one or two things you're kind of working on right now that you, you can talk about. I know yeah. you're working on some projects you might yes. not want to talk about yet, but <laughs> well, you know, what you're working I have on. a saying. And, and I'll, I'll do my little message and then I'll go into what, what you're saying. But, you know, every day when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I evaluate um, what message did that day teach me? And so I, I took the message that every night I was going to bed and waking up thinking, how are we going to service 40 to 50 percent more boats that are on the market with 40 to 50 percent? less technicians and tradesmen. And so I was thinking, these are the things that, <laughs> that I think of at night. And so these are things that keep me up at night. And so I said, you know, how do I address this problem? How can I, how can we as an industry, as a community fix this? Because the marine industry is a $12 billion industry in South Florida, making up 120 plus thousand jobs. If we don't make this business stick, this community is going to suffer. And so I said to myself, what do we do? So uh, I said, workforce development, we're gonna develop the workforce. And so I, I gathered a bunch of my A-team uh, contacts in the community, we got together and we are developing a workforce development program that will definitely be, be a, have a huge impact on our industry as well as a few other industries. But we're gonna capture people earlier on and we're gonna um, basically train them and make them you know, just much better employees, when they come to our dealership or they come to other companies, they're going to be better trained. So I can't give too many details, but that's a little bit. I'll give you the skinny, but we are really excited about the workforce development and the massive impact it will have not only on South Florida, but we're talking nationwide. 
Awesome. I, Kim, you're awesome. FB Marine Group is awesome. Thanks, Thank Andy. You. Thank you so much for coming on. How, what's the go. best way to someone get go. in touch with you or to learn more about? Yeah, you rock. rock. So, so how, how can someone get in touch with you or, or find more about the Boat Boss or what's the best awesome. way? Awesome. Well, YouTube, my show's on uh, YouTube and then I'm big on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's the new platform for people that are serious about connecting. So if you uh, want to connect with me, please reach out to LinkedIn, Kim Swears on LinkedIn. And really just uh, Kim Swears, you just Google me and pretty much comes up. I Google myself every once in a while. I'm like, geez, I'm actually pretty popular. Yeah, <laughs> but, you can, but, you know, you can always go to FB Marine Group or fbmarinegroup.com and you'll find me there. Kim, thanks for coming on today. I really Thanks for having it. me. And I, I, I wish I would have given you more sun. but It was, it was great. You got the boats going by in the background. Could it be more perfect? Exactly. All right. Well, have a great day. And thanks again for having me. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Welcome back, everybody. And for our deal of the week this week, we have Patrick Bombardier from our Transworld Colorado office. Patrick, you have a really interesting <laughs> deal. I think a first time deal for us. It is a first. I've never heard this before. So let's start with, tell us a little bit about the business. So the business was a relatively small landscaping and lawn maintenance business. It's a guy that started the business in college, literally a, a guy, a college kid with his own lawnmower mowing neighborhood yards. And he built it to a truck and a couple of guys. And he did it for 10 or 12 years. And he had a nice little business um, and he was ready to move on to something else. But it was, uh, it was a good little business and uh, he was just ready for the next challenge. So give us the punchline, though. I mean, how right. did he pay for it? <laughs> so we started off in a fairly traditional deal where we were trying to do SBA. And early on in the process, or actually a little bit further on in the process than we would have liked, we found out that the buyer was not willing to meet the SBA requirements of having a spouse sign and everything else. That was a takeaway. We really should have asked that in the beginning and let them know that this was going to be something that your wife's going to need to sign on. And so we all were stuck. They just, we couldn't get past this stumbling block. Along the way, he had said, well, I, I own five or six rental properties. I, I would sell one of them, but none of the leases are up till the end of the year. Could think he'd wait till the end of the year, but that was after the season. We all know that six months from now is an eternity. Time kills all deals. Right. So we're like, ah, what else could we do? Well, I just kind of hearkened back one day driving along. I had this light bulb moment. I realized that my seller had said in the conversation of what are you going to do next? He's like, I'm thinking about maybe buying some rental properties and maybe uh, owning some properties. Me and my father put some money together and start buying, putting together a portfolio. All of a sudden I was like, huh, well, maybe we could just trade the house that he wants to sell, uh, but can't do it till December for the business. And that's where the idea came perfect, up. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I can't believe that worked out, but that is a deal of the week. It is definitely a deal of the week. So creative structure, great job trading a house for a business. It's possible. Now we it's, know. It's possible. And the accountants and the attorneys and everybody, they all were like, wow, this is the first. Nobody's ever done anything like this. So it's kind of cool. Thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it is listing of the week. And I have Aaron Fox from Transworld Business Advisors up in Boston. And we are so happy to have him. And he has an interesting deal. It's a little bit of a different structure, which is what we see a lot out there. And this is unique, right, Aaron? Yeah, Andy. Thanks again for having me, first and foremost. But we're, uh, yeah, we're super excited about this one because, you know, as a business brokerage, every single deal we do 
jumps out at us a little different. So this one's a little unique that 35 years ago, the, found, the founder of this assisted living facility built it on a nonprofit basis so that you know, he could capture the, all the advantages and government grants and everything to build out this 32-room assisted living facility. Now he's at a point where he wants to retire, move to the beach. He's already got his beach house. He's checking out. He is done. He's like, it's time to retire. But in order to get the deal structured, we're going to be converting it from a nonprofit to a for-profit under the, uh, during the closing process to basically uh, allow for SBA financing and get, every, uh, get everything done on the deal. Sounds like a lot of moving parts, which is par for the course for us. So give us an idea of what he's looking for in a price. Yeah, so we've got this one priced very, very conservatively at $2.3 million, and it's a absolute deal, guys, because of the fact it's a nonprofit, meaning no one can make money on the sale of this except the governor of the great state of Massachusetts. So any of the, so we have to sell it at a true fair market value. We have a full appraisal on the business that comes in and shows at this current nonprofit status what the building and, and prop, business and property appraised for. And we are just able to market. We discounted that a little bit for everyone's efforts in converting it from a nonprofit to a for-profit. So this one's going to go quick, guys. That's great. So how best to get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Oh, at this point in time, we're going to have a lot of activity. So anything, I'll even accept paper airplanes at this point. But you could always uh, call or text me on my cell at 781-773-8922 or email me at Aaron2As at tworld.com. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks again, Andy. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.